Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hello. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live on the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, tonight, here at the Twitch, we're going to be watching some AEW Dynamite. Wait, no, we're not doing watch. Oh, we're yeah, we're going to review it. Review. Cruise control. We're going to review. Oh, you don't want to you get our live reactions when Kyle O'Reilly shows up? Have my live reaction of my arm on a shoulder. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. No, we don't have yeah, to. I don't know, dude. I'm on cruise control, man. I'm going to lay yeah, in my bed yeah. and watch AEW tonight. That sounds. Oh wow, good. you might fall asleep during the shift. <laughs> it's always a possibility. We will be definitely doing our live review of it after the show, though. If Steve wakes up from his nap. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll do that. And uh, and then tomorrow, nothing. Not tomorrow. It's a it's a twenty third. Yeah, tomorrow's day off. And go to yeah. my in laws' house and do the Christmas thing there. And then uh, of course on uh, Friday, it's actual uh, Christmas Eve. So uh, yeah. we're not gonna be doing anything then either. So uh, enjoy your people's d- time off. Or yeah, enjoy enjoy your holiday season. Our show too, I guess. Um, yeah. And then, uh, but of course, on Friday, we're gonna be putting up. Uh, our SummerSlam, SummerSlam 2005, 2005 going in raw view. That's yes. right. So we might not be here on Twitch live, but we will still be giving you some content in the audio realm and on YouTube. So check that out. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, next week, just earlier today, we filmed the Friendo Awards. Yeah. And, uh, so that'll go up New Year's Eve or the day before New Year's Eve or something like that. I don't know what we're doing. New Year's Eve. New, New Year's, Year's Eve. Eve. And the next day yeah. is uh, what's our the day? Of the after the... New Year's Day. It's okay. our predictions. Okay. There you go. That's day one. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Day one day, yeah. Day one day, yeah. Day one day. Uh, anyway, so that's what's going on. It's the holidays, so uh, we're going to review some NXT <laughs> 2.0, and we got some- You really sound work. like you are on cruise control right I now. I know, man. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to be. <laughs> I'm really trying not to be. Um, oh, I don't blame you. This is NXT. We could we keep it mellow. Especially because it's NXT. It's like, ah, who cares? But yeah, no, tonight should be exciting. That should be exciting. We'll see if Kyle shows up. Oh, maybe he will. Maybe he won't come out of a box. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Who knows? Anyways, let's talk about let's do, let's talk about some news. Let's talk about some yeah. WWE contract news. How about that? Yeah, that's always exciting mm-hmm. stuff. So uh, the mm-hmm. topic of no cut clauses in WWE contracts, I think, came up recently. Uh, Otis reported Kevin Owens resigned. That's mm-hmm. kind of vaguely remember no cut clauses yeah. in contracts. Yeah, same. Uh, and then Fightful Select inquired about why these clauses seemingly haven't been included in WWE deals. And according to Fightful. Uh, there were some people of influence within WWE who were receptive to the idea of no-cut clauses uh, being put into WWE contracts, but it turns out Vince McMahon was, quote, adamantly against them, and therefore they weren't something, quote, WWE was willing to utilize in their deals at this point. So for, for, if you have any questions what a no-cut clause is, pretty much is you can't release them unless you're terminating the contract for cause, you know? Yeah. So they can't come say, oh, budget cut, sorry, we got to release you. Yeah. Yeah, like it's, I I don't know if like a, a professional athlete or professional sports teams, don't some professional sports teams have these? I think yeah. I think the 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 I mean, there's two avenues by which there's like no trade clauses. Athletes, I've heard about there's those. no trade yeah. clauses, but there's also apart from football, I'm about hockey, but in baseball, basketball, you get guaranteed deals. Mm-hmm. So if you get released, you still get all the money yeah. 
in that contract. Yeah. yeah. Unless you you and the team that you were playing on negotiate a, a buyout. In case you want to go like a different team, that's usually when that yeah that goes down. Um. So so in. in this doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Vince sure. likes having control over right. every aspect of everything. Yeah. And I don't. I I I would not foresee a situation where Vince be willing to give up any uh, measure of control when it comes to uh, contracts, talents. Uh, I'd be very surprised if he budged on this whatsoever. Yeah. Um, unless he is forced to budge on it, and I don't even know what scenario would happen where where it would force his hand. Like even if every other wrestling promotion on the planet started offering no cut clauses in their contracts, I still don't think he would do it. I mean, I don't even know if a guy like Roman or Brock would need this because it's not like they're going to cut Roman or Brock. So it's like kind of it's either like, uh, 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 you know, not necessary. The wrestlers that have the leverage to make it happen. Yeah. Don't necessarily need that protection. They don't need it. So why would they yeah, ask for it? Yeah. This isn't shocking. I mean, like you said, he likes to have control and uh, wrestlers to him are, you know, basically as we've seen. On Monday Night Raw, when he says stuff like, I enjoy firing people around the hospital, or around the hospital, around the holidays. It makes me, give me a warm feel in my belly. He clearly doesn't view his employees with, like, the highest of regards when it comes to, like, you know, decency. Uh, so why would he be for this? And that's probably why he's adamantly against them. Let's talk about something way cooler than WWE and Vince McMahon. AAA, my favorite promotion on the planet. They announce... The date and the card for 2022's Ray to Reyes show. And uh, it'll feature the return of Johnny Mundo, the former mega champion. He'll be challenging Alijo Del Vikingo for the mega championship. This should be a banger. John Morrison, John Hennigan, Johnny Mundo will be versus Alijo Del Vikingo for the mega championship. It's going to be going down February 19th. We're going to be doing a watch along of it. Oh, yeah. For sure. So that's very exciting. Something to look forward to in the new year. Check out this card here. La Hiedra and Viano 3 Jr. versus Sexy Star 2. Not the original. Not the Sexy Star that tried to, that broke Rosemary's arm. Uh, and Octagon Jr. versus Chic Tormenta and Arez. Banger match right there. Banger match. Next. Psychosis 2. Uh, Abismo Negro Jr. Latigo versus Willie Mack. Mr. Iguana and Nino Ambragisa. That's my team of 2022, man. That's a hell of a team right there. Willie Mack, Mr. Iguana, and Nino Ambragisa. That's great. Uh, we got a number one contenders match for the Reina Duranis Championship. That's our women's title. Maravilla mm -hmm. versus Lady Shani versus uh, Flammer versus uh, To Be Determined. So they don't yeah. know. Don't know. Don't, don't know. know. They don't know. Don't know. Yeah. They don't know. They don't know. Uh, we've got uh, what is this? The new generation dynamite? Is that yeah, what they're called? Something like that. <laughs> versus versus L.A. Parks. So I guess it's uh, L.A. Park and then uh, L.A. Park, L.E. Eho del L.A. Park. Yeah. Versus La Impressa. So we get to see Sam Adonis in action. Steve, get excited. I I, I hope he does another one of those uh, uh, ill-fated ill moon salts. Yeah. Uh, we got the Raider Reyes match. Of course, you win this, you get a giant sword. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Laredo Kid versus Bandito. Versus Cybernetico versus to be announced chess versus man. Psycho Clown. That TBA better be Chess Man. Oh, you're really. I'm hoping Where's for Where's Pagano Aerosmith. on here? Not on the card, unfortunately. My Steve. goodness gracious. Uh, then we got Dragon Lee and Drillistico taking on Pentagon Junior and Phoenix. That should be fantastic. Oh, <laughs> Lou has a good point here. The TBA and the number one contenders match is going to be Taya. Oh, yeah. It's going to be Taya. Yeah. yeah. It'll be Taya. Totally it will be sense. Taya. And then, as you mentioned, El Hijo del Vikingo versus Johnny Mundo for the Mega Championship. That'll be great. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to that. February. Shaping up to be a fantastic card. Absolutely. And uh, I'm sure it'll probably stream on Fight. I'm hoping it doesn't, so it'll stream on Twitch so we can all just watch it together. That'll be exciting. Anyways. It'll be exciting. Yeah. It will be exciting. Also exciting. Last night's NXT Von, uh, Von Wagner ate a roll-up loss against Idris Anofa. I thought that was rad. That was pretty cool. Otherwise, uh, not the greatest card. Not the greatest oh, I will say this. in the world. 
I, I did enjoy the two matches they actually gave time to. I thought Raquel versus Dakota in the street fight was pretty entertaining. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I thought Tony D'Angelo had his best match to date against Pete Dunne. Well, yeah, because it's against Pete Dunne. I know he's in the ring against Pete Dunne, and Pete Dunne's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. But the beginning part of that match, he was throwing Pete Dunne all over the place. Yeah. No, Pete this Dunne was did everything fine. he could to make him look strong. This was fine. I just I get really nervous with Pete Dunne because it's like, why should this Tony D'Angelo guy, I don't know, have, have give Pete Dunne any fits whatsoever? Oh, I agree with that. So I was happy when I saw this finish. Um, yeah, no, that, that that was fine. I Look, my thing about Tony D'Angelo is that the gimmick for me is done. It's like I, don't, I didn't actually want him to be like a real wrestler. <laughs> I just thought he was going to be like a silly thing that we just see every once in a while. And he does his, his you know, but uh, no, he's like he's actually in the main event on NXT. <laughs> so yeah. it's fine. I don't know, man. I'm just so like I don't. Like there's a couple things. There's nothing I'm real. There's nothing I'm really all that invested in when it comes to NXT. Oh, yeah. Agreed. You know, Agreed. it's like you just you watch it to watch people develop. It's none of it is terribly compelling because it still does none of it makes any sense. Um, the so I, I watch it. I watch it to sort of make fun of it. Like you said, the the the, the street fight was really good. The that was that was a really good. That was a really good. It was a fun match. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what's going to happen with Dakota Kai. I mean, I yeah. maybe assume she's going to go to main roster, but these days, I don't know. There seems to be an even bigger disconnect between NXT. Like, as they they still, you know, they have... Well, actually, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this first. Sure, sure, sure. Because I'll probably use this as a thumbnail that I, now that I think about it. It was teased that the ring general, Valter, mm. might mm-hmm. be showing up in NXT yeah. 2.0 to help Imperium... Uh, against MSK and Riddle. Possibly Riddle, yeah. Um, And I actually thought, as ridiculous as the MSK-Riddle stuff was, I thought it was hilarious. Like, the double dream resolve at the end was so stupid, I thought it was hilarious. Um, But Valter showing up in NXT, that's kind of a big deal. I hope it's not for too long. Uh, but, and I hope he ends up just going to main roster. Maybe MSK is going to get the titles back and they send Imperium to main roster. Those guys should be on main roster because they're awesome. They are um, awesome. So I don't know. Would you like, how about you? Would you like to see Walter in 2.0? I mean, I like, to, I like to see more Walter because Walter's great. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's not a great fit for 2.0. No. Like he's ready for main roster. Yes. He's ready to beat Roman Reigns, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's th- that caliber of talent. Or at least just have Maybe. some really killer matches with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Well, at least that, at the minimum. I'd like to look, minimum. I'd like to see him beat Roman. That's not gonna happen, but um, probably not, but it'd be great. No, it'd be, um, it'd be awesome. I guess I guess the the uh, kind of like a side question to that is so we had AJ Styles on NXT last night. Seemingly we're getting riddle as well. Um I know Walter's not a, a main roster uh, officially main roster talent. Um, but uh, he is a main roster talent, mm-hmm. so it seems like they're trying to bring in some major names to NXT to get numbers up, help develop these talents. Yeah, some combination of both. And then, uh, like Walter, it, it would make sense for them to, for him to bring for them to bring him there because he was he had his own wrestling school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. You know, and if if, if part of his role there, it, hopefully he's not in NXT for too long is to put on some awesome matches, maybe win a championship, and help out developing these younger talent. That's probably a huge win for NXT. Yeah. Um, but it's just interesting that now they're you know, bringing in Riddle, have AJ there. I don't know if he's going to get an actual program with with Grayson Waller or not. Yeah, I wonder if that's just um, going to be like a New Year's Evil match. Could be. That's possible. It could be. Seems like it'd could be, be the case. Yeah, I, I kind of wish they would have done that um, all this before when it was NXT 1.0. Uh, I know. You bring in AJ because so, AJ was there for a second with uh, uh, yeah, during with the Survivor Series stuff. I think it was. Yeah, and it was really cool that when Seth Rollins invaded to hunt Triple H, it's like, oh, I have a match. I have a match. I know Seth Rollins was the first when, NXT champion. Yeah, but when, when, when Sasha was there too. When yeah. Sasha was there, even Charlotte when she was champion, it was kind of cool. She didn't really put anybody over, but it was kind of cool. Um, so it to me it it does still like irk me that it's like man. You had the possibility. You had the, the possibility of having like I don't know Daniel Bryan come in 
and do a short stint in NXT and have some of the matches that we're seeing now with him in AEW, he no. could have been having those in NXT because that's where those kind of matches would happen. And he could have had that against Johnny Gargano, against Tommaso Champion, against some of the names. I mean, we saw Adam Cole and him on main roster for a second. But, uh, but yeah, it kind of bugs me. Like, they didn't do this in the first place. And now... They're like, hey, let's start using main roster to build up NXT. It's like, well, you, you, you had the opportunity to do that before. Yeah, I should have done that before. You should have done that before. Now, instead of like AJ Styles versus Gargano or Ciampa, we're going to get AJ Styles versus Waller. I don't care about that. I don't, I don't, I don't care about it. Like, Waller, I, it's fine. I think Waller's doing like good work and everything, but like, yeah. I just don't care. I don't care. Well, I generally don't care about that kind of character in the first place. Um, I think that Tommaso Braun Breaker stuff's going to be. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a good match. I think that Braun's mm-hmm. championship win at New Year's Evil is going to be a good match. And Braun's like the one guy there who, at this point, I'm like, man, this is this is pretty cool stuff. But like, I don't know. There's just not a lot to dig into with NXT. It's like, no, I agree. I agree. It's, I, it's I, where I, we I, thought it was going to be at this point. You know, it's like yeah. we just watch a bunch of people learn how to be pro wrestlers. And it's like half of them come off as like uninspired indie gimmicks. Like Tony D'Angelo looks like he should be in in high school gymnasiums. You know, he doesn't. Well, I think because there's been no evolution, no growth in the character since he first showed up. So it's kind of the same thing yeah. over and over again. Yeah. And that's one thing I appreciate appreciate about what Grayson Waller's doing is that he is vastly different now than he was when he first showed up. Mm-hmm. You know, they they I'm sure part of that is like, okay, we have something for him now that he can really sink his in his teeth into and he's into and all that. And but I think with his opportunities, he's doing good work with what's given to him. Sure. Yeah. You know, that's and I think I think if you're gonna kind of come up with like the the heel personification, what two point oh is, is here's this guy who 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 feels entitled to a spot. He didn't have to go through all the the years of 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 working indie shows that all the other guys did feels entitled to a spot. And, and he's like outwardly resentful of anybody who thinks that he doesn't deserve that spot, especially people who worked 15 years to get there. Well, it's like, yeah. it's an interesting dynamic, you know, it's, it's, it's literally Mrs. Origin story. That's what it is. Yeah, he comes from the world of reality TV and he's kicked out of locker rooms and uh, people say he doesn't belong there. And he's sort of, you know, uh, uh, rubbing in their faces, which is everything that seemingly happened to Miz back then. It's just Mm -hmm. that's what this is. The problem is I've cared about Miz like maybe 20 percent of the time that I've been watching WWE since he's been in the company. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There there are flashes of Miz of of great. I kind of I kind of like what he's doing right now with Edge. I think that's all right because they're referencing real stuff. They're referencing his past. Mm -hmm. There's been times I cared about the Miz. Grayson Waller, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I just, that kind of character doesn't resonate with me. No, but I get that. I get that. It's I, not on him. He's doing think, fine work, I guess. Yeah, I think he's doing fine work. I, I think for, for me personally, Waller is a more dynamic performer than the Miz is. Like, I, especially in ring. I don't, he's a far I don't more disagree. interesting in ring talent. I don't disagree. I think that his in ring stuff, his in ring stuff, oddly, is, is the only thing I really find compelling about him. Um, but I don't know. I feel like if he was. If he was an AEW, he'd be like on darker elevation. I just don't. Oh yeah, I mean that's in a lot in some respects that's what two point oh is. It's, it's it's squarely developmental at this point, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess. And and like I I've I've kind of forced myself to change how I view two point oh, and it took time. Yeah. The first was like, oh my gosh, what is this? Yeah. And it right now is okay. How are people growing? Yeah. And if you, if I see growth, then I'm going to be appreciative of that and be interested in what they're doing. Yeah. You know, it, it's like I'm not really invested in stories. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing people grow as performers. <laughs> well, well, we're obligated to review it. So, <laughs> so like I got to find some, something, something redeeming out of no, it. No, I, I feel I feel you. I think I'm, I, I am. I'm taking a bit more. It's like, no, man, these people, they 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 ditched what worked and they're putting uh, something else on cable TV. And me yeah. as a consumer, uh, as as a fan of WWE's product, I guess, I'm watching it. I'm buying in. I'm like, okay, what do you got for me? And in the same way that I'm going to rate Raw every week and dump on it if it if it does poorly or praise it if it does well. Totally, totally. You know, I'll let them know if if, if anything I say. But like you know, white like White Brownie here, Saray was on 205 Live again this week. Saray was one of my favorite things heading out of NXT 1.0, and now she's nowhere to be found. I know there's there's a lot to 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 take issue with with 2.0 like what they're doing to grizzled young veterans I have no clue yeah, yeah. that's awful Saray is another good example you yeah. know there there's there's 
wrestlers and characters that were doing things that were working yeah. before the switch to 2.0 that they just don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it, it, it is confusing. I don't understand it, but I just, I, I it's, I, it's, I it's so like Grayson Waller is so obviously like the point of focus for them. And it's like that, like you said, that's like it, it epitomizes 2.0. It's like a bunch of guys who, you know, months ago were just security guys in the background. Now they're at the top and it's like, that's going to be like toxic attraction. That's supposed to be what the future of WWE is. Doesn't compel me all that much. I I think they're all, all three of toxic, right? They're, they're good wrestlers. Mm -hmm. I don't really, you know, it's whatever. And Grayson Waller is just, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see him get beat. Like he's got, I, I don't care heat with me. It's like not as bad as Happy Corbin, because Happy Corbin is like just begging me to change the channel. But like Grayson Waller is like a walking Miz TV. I just don't care about it. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Um, but anyways, to start off with the Tommaso Champa promo. Oh, the other thing we can talk about real quick. Oh yeah, they're unifying the they're unifying the the useless title and then the good title, the North American title. They are. Uh, they are. Carmelo Hayes and uh, Roderick Strong, the cruiserweight champion champion. They're gonna have a match. Uh, is it next week or New Year's Evil? I think it's a New Year's Evil, and uh, it's gonna be title uh, for title. Yeah. What do you think about yeah. that? I mean, they're not really doing anything uh, 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 with the cruiserweight title. I mean, Roddy is by and large not feuded with cruiserweights for that particular belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good win for Carmelo Hayes because he's going to win that match. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, part of me kind of wish they had just made the cruiserweight title an open weight title. I know, I know. I was like, that was one of the things is come up with something different for it. You know, uh, a different angle by which you could view this particular championship. That'll make it interesting. You know, I it's it's sort of like the X Division. X Division was just more like about a style of wrestling than anything else. It's about innovative wrestling, yeah. 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 But then when you have one of your more innovative wrestlers with Carmelo Hayes holding the North American title, it's like I can understand why they think the Cruiserweight, or even if they, they you know, refigured the Cruiserweight championship into something like the X Division. I can understand why they'd view that as a redundancy. I can understand that, and that's oh, totally, why they're totally. doing this. It's just kind of funny that Roderick Strong is now going to be titleless and he's just going to be roaming around with Diamond Wine, Mine with really nothing to show for it unless they eventually win the NXT tag titles. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, that's how this is going. Like, Carmelo, like Carmelo Hayes will probably have all my confidence points mm-hmm. on that particular match if we were still to do confidence points. That would be where my my money was going to go. Yes, yeah, uh, well, my same. channel points. I guess my channel points are going to go there. Um. Anyways, uh, let's dive into it. Tommaso Ciampa started things off. He says, as everyone knows, this was a really long segment. It was really me. long. Do you want me to try to paraphrase this? Because otherwise, yeah, that'd be good. Let's see, we're going off my notes. Okay, so pretty much he comes out says, usually when you're champ, you're hunted, but when I'm champ, I'm the hunter, and Braun, you're the hunted. Uh, he's like Braun, you probably want to come out. Get some revenge. You're he's probably gonna hit any second now, but uh, you know you don't need to interrupt me. I'm gonna invite you out to the ring, and so Braun comes out. He's about to get to a mic. Chompa says, "No, <laughs> uh, you don't need that." This was pretty so funny. A, I know, I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say <laughs> at War Games you made a statement, uh, you pinned me, um, and so you deserve a title shot, but not just a title shot, a title shot on a huge stage. So New Year's Evil, we're gonna have the match. That's what you're thinking. 
And he says, Braun, uh, no, I agree with you. You deserve this. Let's hope you don't drown again like you did the first time. He says, I want you to remember in two weeks, you're getting the second, uh, your second opportunity. Most people don't get one chance. And here you are getting two chances. Aren't you special? Because you earned it. That's why. I, lo- I, lo- he, I love uh, that Braun comes out and he's like, hey, give me a mic. And they're like, no. He's like, he just, he, he shoot, look confused. <laughs> and I, I know yeah. this is part of the plan. So he was just a good yeah, performance. Yeah. But it's like, how am I supposed to have a promo? If I don't have a mic, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then and then uh, Ciampa starts uh, getting on about the lack of experience. He says, you, you lack experience not just in the ring, but in life. There's no replacement for experience. You got all the tools. You're intense. You're strong for days. But you're not ready to be champion in my NXT. He says, I'm talking about guys like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Sid Ballard, Nakamura. Guys like him. Guys who spent a decade or more uh, before gaining a WWE and is spending even more time here. Spending 10 to 20, 20 years perfecting our craft. And you, you have maybe 10 to 20 matches. You're doing great. I just don't think you're ready for all this. The bright lights, the way of the world on your shoulders. It's too much too soon. Look at what happened to Halloween Havoc. Just one mistake. One slip off the rope and it was gone. Says, I'm sure that won't happen again. But you're in this fantasy world. Nothing is better than walking out of New Day's Evil as champ. You take the title home to your dad. Everybody's proud. Everybody's going to be barking and clapping for you. Yay, he did it. Then reality hits and the champ slaps him. And he said that reality is staring you in the damn face. That reality is Tommaso Ciampa, the greatest NXT champ of all time. And then uh, Braun grabs Ciampa by the throat. Yeah. And then picks him up for a press slam. And Ciampa's literally pleading. Put me down. Put me down. Put me, put down, me down. Put me down. Put me down. And then Braun puts him down. Mm-hmm. Smiles. Yeah. Picks up the belt. Puts it in Ciampa's face and says, at New Year's Evil, blood is in the water and this shark is going to eat you alive. I'm a shark. I'm a dog shark. I'm going to eat you alive. Uh, yeah. That's kind of because I actually like Braun's promos. <laughs> I know. Close your eyes like, Scott he, Steiner. Braun leaves the ring and Ciampa's just there clutching the title. I know. Like cowering in the corner. Uh, scale of, uh, you've got uh, 10 channel points to bet. How many would you put on Braun? Eight. That many? Seven or eight, yeah. I think this, this I mean, it makes all the sense in the world at this time. That's, it's, this, this is when it happens. I still think they could have milked the story a little bit more had Braun get a bit more experience under his belt. Yeah, I think one War Games and one Roderick Strong match really ain't the thing. No, uh, but at the same time, if they're coming back to it this soon, I'd be really surprised if they had Braun lose twice the champion. I'd be pretty surprised. I'd be pretty surprised. Unless they really want Grayson Waller to be the guy. Which wouldn't shock me because after that we had a Grayson Waller Instagram promo shot vertically because it's Instagram. He says, no disrespect to AJ Styles. Loved him as a kid, but I feel like he's hanging on too long. It's 2021. He's like, that other guy that just left here, you've got money. Get a haircut. He dubs himself, how about I'm going to be the new phenomenal one? I'm phenomenal, Grayson Waller. He said, I might start using that. And uh, he says, because he doesn't have a mom haircut. Uh, so apparently that alone was enough to bring AJ Styles. I guess so. To I the, guess so. Wherever they're calling this now. But. I think they said the NXT arena last night. Oh, okay. That's what they call it. No longer the CWC. Yeah. So when we go backstage, Raquel and Dakota Kai are fighting. Uh, and this is kind of like the prelude to their street fight. Because they brawled all backstage. They brawled the parking lot back in backstage and back into the ringside area. And they finally get to the ring. Ring bells. Match starts. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was great. This was really fun. Um, uh, Raquel ended up getting the win. The finish was brutal. That power bomb on the oh, garbage can. Oh, the bomb on the garbage can. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was great. But Dakota especially was bumping all over the she place. She was like, like she uh, got hit yeah. with the hood of the announce table and like flung herself backward with so much force, like she just got ran over by a truck. Yeah, she was really doing a great job uh, with Raquel here. Yeah, I don't. And again, like I said, I know that they they are sort of weaving NXT 2.0 into the fabric of the general main roster universe. But, like, I just don't, in terms of call-ups, like, I just don't know that that's something on the mind. I think Raquel's probably just going to, I don't know, be written off for a spell and come right back and start another feud with somebody else. I don't know. Maybe I mean, she's got this, we'll get to this in a second, the a three-way match for the women's title mm-hmm. at New Year's Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, you got you to gotta assume that Mandy's probably going to retain since she just won that belt not that long ago. And, and it's a three-way. Yeah, Cora's in it, so she yeah. could. Uh, but at the same time, every time I say Cora's not going to do something, like, I don't know, man. You got you got Mandy and Raquel there to, to cancel each other out. Maybe Cora's able to sneak away with that thing. 
It could be. I honestly don't be. know. I'd probably, I'd probably put my confidence points most of them on Mandy, or my channel yeah. points on it's Mandy. A, it, it's interesting that the uh, what they could have gotten out of a Raquel and Dakota feud, and they really haven't done it. No, because that would again, there there are several stories and performers who really got screwed over by the 2.0 transition. Kyle's one of them, and then he's gone. And the other one totally is Raquel and Dakota. That was, I guarantee you, that was going to be, I've said this before, it's going to be Triple H's next Gargano Champa. That's what he was aiming for with that. And I think that all the all the pieces were in place for it. And they're doing every, every time they get the opportunity, they do everything they can with it. But, like, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, there were supposed to be some more elaborate story beats the way we mm-hmm. got with Champa Gargano. Um, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they decided to dick with everything. Just didn't happen. Yeah. Just didn't happen. Uh, so after the match, Raquel grabs a mic, calls out Mandy, says she wants her title rematch right now, and she's not leaving until she gets it. Then we go to commercial. We come back. We get a Tony D'Angelo video package. You go back to the ring. Raquel's still in there. She's still waiting for Mandy uh, to come out. Instead, it's Cora Jade. She congratulates Raquel on her win. Says, I know you're calling out Mandy, and as much as you want your title back, and you deserve a rematch. I want Manny to pay for all that she did to me for trying to hurt me, mm-hmm. mess with my arm. Um, she says, I know Manny doesn't want to face me with a title on the line. Uh, Raquel says, Corey, you got guts. They went to war and came out the other side together, but that title is every woman for themselves. She says, tonight, I don't care. Uh, I took care of a big problem, so there's only one thing left to do, and I don't care who gets in my way, an enemy or a friend. I will go through anyone to get my title back. And Corda says, well, not if I get there first. And then Mandy shows up on the Tron. She's doing a hot tub and, stream. Yeah. On Twitch. And uh, she says, you're both envious of me, but I'm in, I, you know, it's the holidays. So I'm in the holiday spirit. Triple threat match for my title. And because I'm full of surprises, not only do you get a title match, you get an ass whooping all on the same night. And then uh, Gigi and JC attack them from behind. They put Raquel uh, through a, tw- a table that had been set up in the corner mm-hmm. of yeah. the ring during the match. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't, it's funny because trying to figure out, okay, what do they want from 2.0? How quickly are they going to, you know, like Pete Dunn beat Tony D'Angelo last night? Well, Pete Dunn's 1.0 guy, but he also resigns. Does that make him a a, a a major part of 2.0, or is he gonna? I mean, that's the that's the that's the funny thing is that because there doesn't seem to be like some sort of plan for call-ups. Mm-hmm. You just signed Pete Dunn. You're not going to use, he's 20, what, six, seven, something like that. Yeah. He's still, he's still really young. You're not going to use him just to get other people over because here's the thing. Yes. He beat Tony D'Angelo last night, but afterwards Tony beat him up and laid him out. So you'd think they're going to go to another match. They're going to take a young guy like Tony D'Angelo who they clearly have plans for and have him mm-hmm. lose again to Pete Dunn. Like that yeah, sort know. of stuff. And I know it's like, okay, at that point, I kind of understand the philosophy of, well, just watch how it plays out. You know, like, don't worry about who's getting called up and who isn't. But with NXT, mm-hmm. that's sort of been the thing. It's like, as a fan well, of the show, you sort of understand that it's it's developmental. They've got to go somewhere, right? But then some well, people think, get I stuck think especially there. now, since with the rebrand, it seems like the whole point of the rebrand and the new philosophy was to develop talent that was more to Vince's liking. So you're watching this like towards the tail end of 1.0. It was it, it was okay. Is this developmental or is this a, its own thing? Mm-hmm. You know, and it kind of fulfilled both those. Yeah. Um, where by and large it was its own thing, but you know, outside of the main event scenes, they were still developing talent. Now is basically 90% developing talent. It feels like yeah. 80 to 90% developing talent. So. With that in mind, you think, okay, one of these people are all going to be brought up mm-hmm. because that's the whole point of this promotion's existence yeah. now Yeah, is develop talent for the main roster. See, Freedom here in chat says NXT has always been developmental, but no, it wasn't. In 2019, I mean, there's been there's always been a developmental aspect of it, but you can't tell me that the crew that went into Survivor Series in 2019 was developmental. It wasn't. They were bringing in people. You can't say Shinsuke Nakamura was developmental. You, they brought him in after he was a legend in 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 New Japan, you know. Yeah. I mean, the, it it's not. It was always a minor aspect of it f- during its most popular years. What got its TV deal was not the developmental aspect of it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's always been that aspect of it, but no, it was a major For, theme. You could argue from about 2014 when they signed Owens and Zane and Balor and, and, and Kenta, it started the process of being less about developmental promotion than being its own thing. Yeah. I mean, it obviously reached its peak in 2018, 2019, where it was very much its own thing. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And even, in, you know, even parts of 2020, but then now it's just it's seemingly entirely development, development, uh, sorry, developmental. So this next part was kind of interesting, or at least what led to it was uh, Joe Gacy uh, uh, was given some time commentary through to Joe Gacy, and he had Harlan behind him. He was up on the Tron. And uh, he wanted to apologize. He says, uh, it's been put upon Harlan's heart to apologize for what he did last week to Brian Kendrick. He said he's a very sensitive man, and he's far too shaken up to speak on this. But you can see the look of regret on his face, and it's just a stone and backstage, face. Oh, well, no, back, back behind him, Harlan is... He's like squeezing his fist tight. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, he, he says, we want to apologize, but Mr. Kendrick, you have to understand that you triggered an emotion that took him back to when people didn't love him as much as I did. We don't condone violence, but Kendrick put his hands on Harland, used offensive, offensive language. He called Harland a freak, and while they were doing what they were told, uh, 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 left the arena, oh, to leave the arena. He said, one could argue, Mr. Kendrick, that you have no one to blame but yourself. I'm not here to make that argument, but I do hope that everyone will learn and grow from this unfortunate event. Uh, we get a little bit more of that later. But first mm-hmm. up, we've got Grizzled Young Veterans backstage watching some social media posts of the Creed Brothers doing a work, some workouts, doing some crazy shit with some weights, throwing them around, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Doing some flips and stuff. Yeah. So Gibson comes up. And he's like, I don't care what they're doing online. And Drake is like, yeah, but look what they're doing, throwing all this weight around, doing backflips. And uh, Gibson's like, I don't like cocky tag teams. I've got a plan. The Creeds are incredible athletes, but they're not going to beat. We're not going to beat them with these. He points to his bicep. He said, we're going to beat them with these. He points to his dome. Yep. Yep. Uh, Next, we got Indy, Hartwell, and Persia backstage. Grayson Waller walks in. Indy's like, you're the worst. Never forgive you what you did to Johnny. And uh, Persia says, you better get out of here uh, or, uh, or you need to be more concerned about AJ Styles show up tonight. Grayson says, I'm not worried about AJ. Uh, tells Indy she needs to move on. He kicked Papa out of NXT uh, and they should watch what he does tonight. And uh, Indy's trying to go after Grayson to beat him up. And Persia holds her back and just tells Waller to get out. Get out. Get out of there. Get out of there. Uh, quickly, White Browning here has the ratings. Uh-huh. 591,000 in the total viewership, uh-huh. 0.11. So, so the viewership's up a little bit. The demo's down. Was last night the night that they had the football game? The football yes. games? Two games last night. Yeah, really? Didn't, something to do yeah, with it. Nothing. Well, yeah. I think it was 0.14 or 1.5 last week. It's probably 0.14. It's always between 0.11 and 0.17. It's always yeah. that. Um, yep. Kind of interesting that the viewership didn't really get hit that bad, though. Uh, uh, then we had, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, we had uh, Creed Brothers versus Grizzled Young Veterans. Um, so at uh, at one point, uh, Briggs and Jensen come; they wander down to ringside. Before that, Jacket Time come down to ringside with their own commentary table. Uh, you knew this is a recipe for a brawl to happen, and sure enough, it did. So uh, Gibson is about to powerbomb Brutus Creed, I believe, through Jacket Time's announce table, and they're like, "No, no, no, don't do it, don't do it." And then Brutus reverses. He's trying to power bomb Gibson through the table. Again, they're saying, no, don't do it. Uh, then he starts arguing with Jack at time. A huge brawl breaks out with all four teams. Match gets thrown out. Uh, I, I don't know. I, wait, are they doing a four-way match for number one contender? They announced that. That I don't remember, but I was also... It seems, it seems like something that's going to happen. Eating dinner during this, so I don't remember. Let's find yeah, out. Yeah, I don't recall either. NXT. I'll look it up while you while All NXT right. review rolls on. All right, very well. So next we had a Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams interview. Um, uh, they're asked, is tonight the night that Trick conquers his fear of uh, Dexter Loomis? And Melo says Trick is a fearless man. I've seen him take down uh, guys three times his size. Um, you must have him confused with Roderick Strong. I actually like that throwback uh, where Roderick was – you know, basically petrified of Dexter. Oh Lewis yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. During the undisputed era yeah. days, I believe Carmelo referenced the or Trick referenced the him being in a trunk. Yeah, Roger in the trunk. Uh, 
Uh, Trick says that he's got this. Loomis is always walking around with his eyes wide and his thumb up like it's all good. Says if he comes out with his thumb up tonight, he's going to put the thumb up his ass. And then Loomis shows up on the monitor behind Trick and Carmelo. <laughs> and Trick notices and he gets all freaked out. <laughs> yeah. I don't see anything on NXT's Twitter about that. All right. The... It just, you know, they didn't announce it. It just seems like where it's going. Yeah, right. Uh, after that, we had a, a segment from earlier in the day. Uh, uh, we got EO and Zoe in the trainer's room. Legato comes in, or at least uh, the, the tag team Legato comes in. Uh, uh, Wild says, Zoe, you're going to have to wait. Uh, premier athletes. No, he didn't say premier because that's Tony Issa's thing. He's, I don't know. He says, the best athletes get the best treatment first. Something like and that. Zoe's yeah. like, no. And uh, EO gets in uh, Joaquin Wild's face and starts yelling at him. Electra walks in, says, everybody knows EO's crazy, but I'm not afraid of you. EO sa- and then uh, and then EO gives her some shit back. So he says, yeah, you were sticking up for me, weren't you? I knew you liked me. And EO says, no, I don't. And I'm sitting here like, I didn't, I never liked this partnership. <laughs> I never liked that shit. Stop talking about it, please. Yeah. Uh, we get Dexter Loomis versus Trick Williams next. Early on, Diamond Mine shows up on the perch. Uh, Trick sends Loomis out of the ring. He's looking for a baseball slide. Instead, Loomis traps him in between the apron and the ring, hits some punches, and he turns to Carmelo and gives him a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. And then you hear the, the rip of Velcro, mm-hmm. and someone takes off Carmelo's uh, North American title. It's Roderick Strong. Yeah. They start brawling. They start going to the crowd. Uh, eventually, this leads to Loomis getting the win, hitting an Uranagi, locking on silence. And afterwards, Grayson Waller uh, hits the ring, hits Loomis with the chair. He looks at the Tron. AJ Styles is at I'm here. The CWC. I'm here, everybody. I'm here. Um, yeah, Trick, I thought, was uh, pretty solid in the ring, you know, mm-hmm. for uh, the limited stuff that uh, he could probably do at this point. I thought he was relatively smooth. I, I love his character work. Trick yeah. trick to me, I really hope they keep him around. I hope he continues to develop in the ring because I think that he is terrific. I really do. Mm-hmm. He's got tons mm-hmm. of charisma. He does. He really does. After that, we had a Pete Dunn video package. I can't believe I've got to sell for this guy. I think he said something like that. Uh, I don't remember that part. After that, we had a Grayson Waller promo. He's like, I can't stand when superstars get inducted in the Hall of Fame. They thank everyone, including the WWE Universe, like their opinion matters. When I get inducted in the Hall of Fame, I'm going to say you're welcome. I told you so. And when my music hits, uh, and instead of his music, it was AJ Styles' music. Yeah, yeah, AJ comes to the ring, and Waller says, hey, that's the Waller effect, bringing AJ to NXT, and AJ just tells him to shut, shut up. Shut up. And he goes, Stop oh, talking. this is Grayson Waller, the biggest jackass in NXT. Uh, he saw uh, Gra- uh, Waller talking trash. Do you feel like you're popular now? And Waller's like, yeah, I do. One month I've gone from that kid has potential to be the NXT stupor- superstar, and I got you in NXT, AJ. Uh, but I want to know why you're here. Why are you here? It's because uh, you want to be the veteran who comes help out the new guy. No, you're here because your meal ticket left last night and you need a new tag partner to make him relevant. And Waller says, no, thank you. I'm more of a singles guy. Yeah. And AJ says, Waller, no, you called me out to get the AJ rub. Uh, it says, I've seen your matches. You got the gloves on, the one elbow pad. That looks kind of familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Um, says, I don't know if it's uh, Waller or AJ Styles I'm watching. Says you got potential, you're cocky, and I could appreciate that. But a future superstar, eh, eh, I don't know. I can see Braun, Tony D'Angelo, Carmelo, but Grayson, jury's still out on him. Says Waller's problem is that he'd rather look good and lose and look bad and win. And Waller's like, well, don't you didn't you see at War Games? I jumped off the cage and carried my team to the victory. Yeah, AJ says, uh, uh, you don't care about wins and losses. It's about swipes and likes. Isn't that what you say, Waller? Isn't that what you say? And uh, he says, uh, "Is Waller? Waller is, yeah, Waller is confused by AJ's attitude since like your oh, your yeah. insurance policy is in the ring." He says, "I don't know if you've uh, have seen what I do to guys like you around here, but uh, I can end you right now if you wanted." And AJ says, "Do it, do it. You've had a good three weeks. Try being phenomenal for twenty plus years. Do it." And then Waller takes his shirt off and his watch, and then he gets out of there. He leaves the ring, and he says, "I'm gonna let I'm gonna let a moss get to you first. And I've got next. So mm-hmm. that's at day one. And then New Year's Evil is a couple days after that. So I'm assuming that's yeah. going to be the match there. Which should be good because Waller's decent in the ring. And AJ's like one of the best on the planet. So that should be a mm-hmm. good match. Mm-hmm. I mean, AJ's going to win that, though. Yeah. They're still in the 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 the, the humbling, the uh, the arrogant 
heal 2.0 talents. <laughs> Gary, why Tony D'Angelo took that loss. Gary you know? MacArthur says, it's about time they sent Styles to developmental. That guy's a botch machine who needs to learn how to wrestle. <laughs> He's going to learn a lot from uh, Grayson Waller there. Indeed, indeed. Next, we had uh, Malcolm Bivens, a Diamond promo. Uh, Bivens says, Mello and Trick didn't like the gift we got them. This is what happens when you disrespect the Diamond Mine because we're all about two things, respect and money, and they all want the big payday that comes with big money matches. So how about this? New Year's Evil, self-proclaimed A-champ versus the champ of NXT, uh, title versus title. What do you say, Carmelo? And Roddy says, uh, uh, Mello, you got two weeks to find those balls. Bivens adds, oh, yeah, Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. Uh, after that, we got this totally ridiculous but pretty goddamn funny bit with Riddle and MSK. So they're still out and about. Riddle gets philosophical about scooters because, you know, last week he got them all scooters. Yep. Lee tells him, he's let you, we've, you've led us on such an unbelievable journey. Riddle says, oh, you guys have taught me so much. Can't wait to tell it to Randy. And uh, Riddle tells him to check the bag. <laughs> I don't know why this made me laugh so much. But as soon as they pop out from the bag, it's a Randy Orton hat. And they kick in Randy Orton's music. I don't know why that made me laugh. It was so stupid. But that happened. Uh, and he says, there's only one thing left to do, Stallions. Call out Imperium next week. And I'm coming with you. And they're like, oh, you're coming with us? They're like, yeah, let's go. So they start riding on their scooters through the streets of uh, Orlando, and mm. then they end up getting hit by a car. And then Lee and Carter wake up, and they're still at the bus stop where they originally started this journey. And like, yep. oh, man, did you have that dream? Yeah, I had that dream too. And then they reach into a bag, and there's RKO, there's RK Bro merch. Maybe it wasn't a dream. But then a bus pulls up. Riddle gets out. And they're like, whoa, it's Riddle. And they get back on scooters, and they start riding again. So it's like it was a dream, but then it well, all then, happened anyways. I know, and then and then you know they're coming up to an intersection. They stop. Safety first. Yeah, it was utterly ridiculous, but I it thought was. it was pretty funny. Um, maybe it was unintentionally confusing. Maybe it was intentional. I don't know. I thought it was pretty damn funny though. Yeah, it had its moments. It had its moments. Uh, after that, we had Von Wagner versus Idris and Nofe. Uh, Robert Stone takes the match from ringside. At one point, Inofe hits a roll-up. Doesn't get the pin there. Later on, he reverses a powerbomb into a roll-up. He does get the pin there and win. <laughs> this is so like a minute. This ring. was no time at all. Super quick. Super quick. So uh, Inofe rolls out of the ring, and then uh, Vaughn just lays into him from there, destroys him, uh, and then uh, both outside the ring and inside gets out and walks up the ramp and then bumps into Robert Sh uh, Stone's shoulder on the way up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had an Imperium interview. Uh, they're both talking. They did the thing where, like, it, the, the the subtitles come subtitle. on before they say anything. Yeah. Um, Bartell wants to know why they're talking about MSK. Eichner says Riddle can drive MSK to enlightenment, but they're the ones who drove them out of NXT. Does MSK pose a threat? Bartell says MSK may have found a shaman, but we have a general. Voltaire. Yeah. Uh, we get a quick little promo from Electra Lopez. She talks about tonight being the biggest match of her career. Is she nervous? No. She's going to destroy the legend of Io Shirai. So that happened. Mm -hmm. And while she's doing her promo and walking through frame, but in the background, you see Zion Quinn. Yeah. Enter. Yeah. So uh, early on, Io's looking for a moonsault. Electra instead knocks her off the ropes, and then Zion Quinn walks down to ringside. Mm -hmm. And he fights off Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde and pulls out a piece of mistletoe Ooh. from his coat. And he gets on the apron and holds it out. And Lopez walks over, and he holds it over their head. Yeah. And before any kissing can happen, Santos Escobar shows up, pulls Quinn off the apron. Oh. Quinn throws him into the ring steps. And so Lopez is distracted by that. She turns around, eats a palm strike from EO. EO follows with the moonsault to get the win. And then Quinn picks up the mistletoe and just tosses it in the ring uh, towards Lopez. No. Quinn was he was freshly manscaped too. He was ready. He was ready with that mistletoe. Anyways, after that, the uh, never aging Brian Kendrick uh, was uh, had a Matt Chat question where he had a neck brace on from being yeah. thrown down the steps last week. He says, "I want to I want to thank Joe for the apology." It seems that uh, uh, to him that Gacy feels that he owes Harlan an apology, so he's going to do something about that. Because today, I resigned as a coach and I signed a waiver. And if Harlan wants an apology and he rips off the neck brace, you can get it from me next week. 
So, ooh, he's coming back to get absolutely squashed with one single yeah, move. He's going to get annihilated, on, I know. Yeah. And we had our main event, Tony D'Angelo versus Pete Dunne. This is a pretty competitive bout. Tony D'Angelo looked pretty good. He was throwing Pete Dunne all over the place with yeah. suplexes. Oh, man, that first German suplex was gnarly. Oh, yeah. that was rough looking because it was the thing like yeah. Dunne started to rotate a bit too much in the air, so you start to get freaked out by it. Yeah. He's gonna land in his head. I know it, it was it was it was gnarly for a sec. So at one point, uh, Tony finds a crowbar, takes a swing at uh, Pete Dunn with it. Pete Dunn evades. Instead, uh, locks onto Fujiwara armbar. He's working the fingers. Tony then fish hooks Dunn and pulls out his mouth guard, yeah, yeah. and then rams him face first into the second turnbuckle. He's looking for his finish. Instead, Dunn blocks, snaps Tony's fingers, hits a bitter end for the win, um, and then uh, after the match. Dunn celebrating as much as Pete Dunn does. Mm-hmm. Uh, D'Angelo comes up behind him, hits him, sends him to the floor. Uh, D'Angelo hits his finisher on the floor and then grabs the the crowbar and he's choking Pete Dunn with it against the announce table. And then he bashes Pete Dunn in the hand with the crowbar. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Ouch. Gonna be hard to manipulate joints without one of your hands. Mm-hmm. Randy. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go ahead and answer some questions. I have a thread up sure. here. Oh. On the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. If you guys are in the Twitch chat, uh, highlight some messages. We'll answer your questions. Uh, Maggie says, I get that they're trying to recreate the index magic. Personally, the Peter Avalon and Leva Bates story on being the elite has me more invested. I wish they'd put it on Rampage at least. Yeah, sometimes they need to put more stuff on. Like it was when I found out about Dante Martin and Leo Rush having that, like they were, yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. agreement. I was like, that really would have been great on. On a show. That's kind of a major story beat to have <laughs> on, on TV. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Gregory Faella. Who in NXT 2.0 would you want AJ Styles to team with if he stays there for a little bit? Oh, Champa. Champa and AJ versus Braun and Waller. That mm. can make for a fun match, especially because Braun hates Waller. Yeah, I know. That would eventually lead to a feud between the two of them, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was also a really great, during the show, there was a great charity bit where all the NXT superstars went and gave, I think, toys or something to kids. It was really yeah. nice. He brought, hey, look, yeah. look at these kids. Yeah, now they're happy because they gave them toys. They'd be happy if they had a dog or the NXT title. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Moses supposes, since uh, since it seems we're coming to the end of the Cruiserweight title slash division, what do you think happens with 205 Live? It just gets rebranded. Rebrand. I mean, Gacy said he was working on that several weeks ago. They're going to rebrand. They tried to kayfabe it. Yeah. I mean, they have like, they have like, you know, uh, Lash Legend matches there and Saray matches there. And I don't think they're in the, they can't compete for the Cruiserweight title. Um, so like, yeah, they're just going to rebrand it. To what? I don't know. It'll look the exact, it'll probably just be an NXT. It's called NXT Evolve. Yeah. Uh, White Brownie asks, if you're an NXT wrestler who's being used and featured fairly well, would you still want to get called up and take your chances or just ride it out hoping for the best? I think you want to get called up because you get more money. You get more yeah. exposure. Yeah. Like, you know, either you're going to make it or you're not. There's no need holding it off on that, you know, putting it off any longer than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the second you think that you're ready and the opportunity is there now at this juncture, yeah, go for it. Yeah, you just got to go That's- for it. At this point, you know, that's why you signed with WB, I would think. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, what, NXT is better than main roster? Not really. Not now. You know, maybe you could have said that six months ago, but not now. Yeah, not now. Uh, now. Let's see here. Uh, Xavier Gray, is AJ Styles showing up on NXT 2.0 even a part of WWE's big plan for him? Oh, the reference from, I think, the WrestleVotes tweet. Or is it just an excuse to boost up TV ratings? I think he's just going to be there for a match, and then yeah. he's going to go back to main roster. Yeah, yeah. It's just he's there for a couple weeks, or he'll show up for a couple weeks and have a match with Waller, beat Waller, and then they'll build up to whatever he's going to be doing at a at a, the Rumble and Mania. Uh, this is a great question, Dave Matushek. To what extent will Tony D'Angelo ever use the crowbar as a weapon outside of his finisher? It's a really brutal weapon. Like, the crowbar is worse than it's like just second to the sledgehammer in terms of wrestling. Yeah. Like it's way worse than the kendo stick. Yeah. I mean, it's got that sharp pointy end. You I can know. do some real damage with that. The Joker killed the, uh, well, kind of killed Robin with it in the comic books yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And then an explosion it's a, happened. But. It's not as unwieldy as a sledgehammer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, it's ideal. In a lot of ways, it is. Uh, interesting. Luis Areza, what plans or ideas would be different if NXT 2.0 never came along? He asks, how would Diamond Mine have been different? Wow, good question. It's a really. I don't good know question. if they would have been that different. Diamond Mine is actually really well put together. Ivy Nile's terrific. Bivens is great. Roderick Strong is still one of the best wrestlers. I'm not into the Creed Brothers, but maybe it'll get better. Um, but they're really well put together. They're, they're they well are. Branded. I mean, in a, lot, in a lot of ways, they check a lot of boxes, yet I find I'm not that invested in anything they do. Oh, don't get me wrong. I don't give a shit about them at all, except for Ivy Nile. I like Malcolm Bivens too, and I like Roderick Strong, but for some reason, I don't yeah, give I like, a shit about them. <laughs> exactly, I like I like everybody. Yeah, in right. There. I don't care about them though. <laughs> I like everybody in the faction. Yeah, but yeah, it's from a creative standpoint, something isn't clicking. Yeah, I just don't care about them. It's just, I mean, I, again, maybe, dude. Honestly, maybe it's simply. Remember how we, when we first started watching NXT UK, we were actually reviewing it, and mm-hmm. it was like. There'd be like one decent match. And, and then everything else would seem like filler. Maybe yeah. it's just because it's new. Because it's 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 not just new, it's like new and rebranded, so it's awkwardly shoehorning stuff. So like it's mm-hmm. gonna take a second to get its real footing. Um could be. I mean, I don't know how you get footing with just a bunch of new people though. I don't know how you do that. I know it's tough. It's not it's just tough. that it's new, it's new and everybody there that they want to push is new as well. Is new as well, yeah. Uh White Brownie says that according to Meltzer, Page versus Danielson two will be on Dynamite, but doesn't say when. Probably the first TBS episode if I had to if I had to guess. I could see that. Uh let's see here. Oh wow, the mayor of Planet Houston. Which was better? The WCW power plant or the WWE Performance Center? I would argue the Performance Center because Mm -hmm. so many people came into NXT already good, and you saw how good, like they got even better after that. Um, So I'd argue that. I'm trying to remember like the power plant. They had Goldberg. Yeah, but I feel like Goldberg didn't really need the the power plant. Like, did the power plant really give Goldberg anything besides like the bare minimum of how to wrestle? Didn't seem like, and they really didn't even do that that well. But like everybody else that came in, like all the good wrestlers came in from other places with WCW. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I mean, maybe if WCW had survived another two years, you would have seen guys like Jindrak, Stasiak. The natural born thrillers, all those guys above average. Mm-hmm. Mike, what's his face? Oh, uh, Mike Sanders. Mike Sanders. Maybe we would have seen them like become amazing. Did AJ yeah, come from the power plant? Did he learn? Like, did he mainly learn from there? Really? No. Uh, I mean, he got most know. of his AJ Styles. I mean, he might have been there. Let's see who trained him. Who was the lead trainer at the power plant? Uh, Hugh Morris was for a bit. Trained by Rick Michaels. I think. Oh, they're saying here that a Triple H was a power plant. Yeah, uh, but come on. Triple H was... I think he was they always say that Killer Kowalski... Killer Kowalski, him. yeah. Trained him. Yeah. And on top of that, there's one thing coming from a place, but like actually actively wrestling and being there. <laughs> Luthes wasn't Luthes at the power plant? Didn't he? Didn't he learn there? <laughs> That's a good question. Didn't George Hackenschmidt come up in the power plant? I mean, you, I mean just think of Bill Demott was just the performance center. I thought he trained. I thought he was one of the trainers at the power plant too. But I guess I was mistaken. There was a there was like a military guy there. What was the name? Yeah, it was, was uh, that guy. Hmm. Was Johnny Swinger a power plant guy? Hold on, is there a list oh, of it was, people? It was Dwayne. It was Dwayne Bruce. He was Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. Yes, he was that guy. There. He was the lead trainer. Power plant students, WCW. Uh, Bobby Eaton was a trainer there. Mike Graham was a trainer. Oh, there's a whole Wikipedia entry. Key people: Bill Goldberg. The only person that it mentions is like a trainee. There is Bill Goldberg. So if you go to the the power plant main <laughs> Wikipedia page, it has the. Uh, oh, here we trainees. go. Trainees: Carl Malone. 
Steve McMichael, Ernest Miller. Well, William Regal didn't. That's not primarily where he was trained. Van Hammer. Scott Demore. Big Show. Yeah, Scott Demore. That's right. Alex Wright. Shane Hill. Van Hammer. Glacier. Oh, Shad Gaspard was there. That's interesting. Oh. David Flair. Crowbar. Steve McMichael. Steve McMichael. C.W. Anderson. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, let's see. A couple more questions. Uh, Bookster, any word on Timothy Thatcher? So I think he's doing like coach stuff there because he was at apparently one of the later, one of the um, latest uh, tryouts, mm. like assessing people. So I don't know if he's injured and doing that or if he's cleared, but he's just doing that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Tim Thatcher is great, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he is. Anyways, that's going to do <laughs> Gary MacArthur says, Stephen Larson, one guy, <laughs> just the one guy at the power plant. Anyways, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll be back tonight for AW Dynamite Review. Thanks for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.